Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer. Uh, G'day guys. Episode, what is it? Episode it six. It is episode six tonight. Yeah, wow. Awesome. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm super duper. Yeah, I was buzzing after the chat last night with uh, Warriors legend, Jimmy Maloney. Yeah, it was a good chat, wasn't it? Mate, he's, uh, he's such a character, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he was. We, we knew he'd have some stories, eh? <laughs> yeah, we, did. we did, yeah. Yeah, we did. I, I knew I knew our um, our viewers wouldn't disappoint. I did warn him that uh, there'd be a, a, a question or question. something about his barbecuing alone, and um, didn't disappoint. So uh, yeah, it was um, yeah, it was a good chat. It's great to catch up with um, these ex Warriors players and and for them to give up their time and, and come on and talk to us. Um, yeah, mate, uh, mate, it sure is. I mean, we always respect any warrior from the past. You only have to have played one game, put on the jersey, and you're a warrior for life, always part of the family. So, Absolutely, absolutely. So, how, how are um, you going, mate, anyway? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Um, you know, just it's, a, it's just been a tough week, um, just trying to get my head around it all. But um, this, this kind of gives me an outlet for, you know, last night for an hour and a bit, and again tonight for an hour and a bit, it kind of... You know, it lets me um, not dwell on things and think about things and uh, mm. talk all things Warriors, uh, the guys that we love. A um, couple of yeah. comments coming through. Uh, Patani Paul, g'day. Sean James, how are you? But um, yeah, um, what did you think? Uh, round two, Newcastle Knights. Um, it was, I, I was there. I was fortunate enough to be there. A um, couple of things before the game even kicked off. Uh, it was very wet conditions in Sydney mm. um, on Friday. Uh, and, you know, they batted the whole East Coast. But the stadium was, surprisingly, was in really, really good condition. Um, and we were lucky because the rain held off during the game. I think we only got two light showers during the, the game. Um, the announcer, ground announcer up there is now calling them the uh, Central Coast Warriors. Yeah. The New They're Zealand good. Central Coast Warriors, <laughs> yeah. So they've adopted them in, which is great. Um, and just like the, the previous week where they'd organised the uh, Kapa Haka group to do a traditional Maldi welcome, um, this week they'd organised the Polynesian drum group uh, with the log that, drums. That was awesome. That came across really well on the TV. It, you felt, it, it felt like the, the Mount Smart vibe, you know, the drummers yeah, there. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was a real nice touch. And I'm glad yeah, that, that they're doing something to make our home away from home feel a bit absolutely. more homely. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I spoke to a couple of those boys after the game. And um, who are watchers of Ruin Hammer? So shout out to those boys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, shout out. And uh, asked them if it was going to be a regular thing, and they're not real sure yet. But um, hopefully, it is. It was um, created a really good atmosphere for the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, the the crowd was a little disappointing. Uh, there was only five thousand, and and I know a lot of that has to do with that six o'clock time slot. It's very yeah. hard um, unless you live in the central central coast to get there at that time. Uh, traveling up from Sydney and that, and a lot of the crowd were predominantly Knights supporters, which wasn't a surprise considering they're only the short, the short, short journey distance up for the freeway. Yeah. Listen, those six o'clock games, they aren't really good. For, like, as you said, they're not really good for anyone unless you basically live near the stadium. I know, in, yeah. I know from experience from going to a six o'clock game on the Gold Coast from Brisbane, you, you're going to have to leave at like about three o'clock to beat the traffic. Like unless you work in the CBD and can go straight out to Suncorp or whatever, like, you know, six o'clock games no good for no good yeah, for anyone. It's a shock. Yeah, it's a shocking time slot. Um, yeah, but, but we get know, a lot of them. Not much we can do about it. So um, yeah, uh, um, just a lot just of about, questions coming through. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, go. Yeah, I was just going to say with the game, there was a bit of a funny experience I had with this because I didn't get to watch it. I, I watched it all in bits and I listened to it, and I, I didn't get, I didn't really get a full experience while it was on. So I watched maybe the first thirty minutes, and then I was kind of in transit, so I was listening to it on Triple M on the way to the Shaunsters place. We were, we were going to be going to the game, but we didn't end up going to the Gold Coast. But anyway, I sort of, I sort of uh, chimed in and got bits and pieces and different perspectives off it. So. Um, but I did go back and rewatch it, so I, I, uh, we will be on the same page when we're discussing it. Um, yeah, well, um, and in discussing it, um, uh, sorry, mate, just got stuff coming up on the on the second screen. Yeah, no, that's all right. Yeah, I've got the second screen running with the comments and that. Um, yeah, just on that, it was a, probably the worst possible start you could have to a game. Uh, Adam yeah. Pompey kicking out on the full. Why? And, and why that, is he kicking? <laughs> Oh, I, I, look, I, don't, I really don't know um, because last week Petahuku was was the guy that was kicking off. Uh, I did notice uh, also just getting away from you know the, the game itself. But Roger in week one was taking the kicks for touch, but this mm. week it was Chanel and Cody taking the kicks for mm. touch. So yeah, I, I'm not I'm not real sure what's going on there. Um, obviously, Coach Brown has reasons behind his uh, decisions uh, and. Yeah. I'm not going to be one to question that no, reasoning. No. Um, and Pompey, Pompey is a kicker. Um, he he yeah. is a noted goal kicker in the lower grades. So mm-hmm. him kicking off is neither here nor there. He mm. shows yeah. that he's got a decent boot, puts it out on the full on the kickoff. Um, <laughs> he's got good range. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then that kind of put um, Newcastle on the attack right from the start. You know, yeah. they had their, their, their set was starting on the halfway. They nearly scored twice in that set of six. There was, yeah. um, uh, who was the centre on playing outside Tyson Frizzell? The guy other score. than Bradman Best. No, yeah, it wasn't Bradman Best. It was whoever was playing in the centres on the other side of the field. Um, he got pulled down by Pompey short of the line. And then the very next play, Pierce put a kick through that Barnett, oh, Phoenix Crossland, sorry, uh, knocked over the dead ball line. So, so they kind of went on the attack from the outset. Um, And then we went six minutes where we had the ball on Newcastle's line um, via repeat sets. And um, as in repeat sets, worked repeat sets from, from grubbers and Mm. ball gone dead to, uh, Resets, reset sets or restart sets, sorry. Um, and yeah. we couldn't put points on. And, and in the end, um, I think it was Fuss got bundled out into touch. And, yeah, it and was that, a real disappointing end to that sequence of play, wasn't it? It it's was. Just like, geez, we had enough ball there to get it, to get the ball, ball over the line. And yeah, it I, just didn't happen. I, I was sitting there with Carlos and Ruben Morgan and Richie Morgan. And I, I said to them, that's going to come back and bite us in the ass at the end yes. of the game. Uh, that that six-minute set where we couldn't convert into points, really, really... Um, yeah, it's really crucial. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, sorry, mate. I'm just reading comments before they disappear. What have we got here? Uh, just call me Pat or Pat instead of my full name. We'll do that. Pat. No worries, Pat. Uh, the better team lost on the night. Do you think Reese Walsh will get an early release from the... Broncos. We'll talk about Reese Walsh yeah, a little we'll bit later in our Reece set of Walsh, six. Yeah. Um, Malcolm Earnshaw, hey boys, great watch last night. Ken had a good run last week. Yeah, he did. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit later about it. Uh, you know, probably a crucial mistake in the game, which probably changed yeah. the game. Um, 
Who do you reckon will give for Walsh a trade? I reckon someone like Frey or Curran. Mm. Don't know. Again, we'll talk about him soon. When are we going to give Marcelo a go in the top grade? Uh, what were the strengths and weaknesses in last week's game? Uh, we'll talk about that. Hello, that, Ruin yeah. Hammer. How's it going? From Christian. Hello, boys. Back to back shows. Look at you two. No one can question your commitment to the Warriors. That's from the great Juan. <laughs> uh, no, bro. The, the, the man. Uh, oh, Filipino, short... mate. Yeah. <laughs> Hola. Hola. <laughs> um, yeah, um, back to the game, though. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, too, and keep the comments coming uh, as we as we discuss this game. Uh, just sure. quickly, Nick. Nick, it's the little general jersey from 2019. Um, yeah, we were, just, we were just talking about yep. the jerseys before, weren't we? So it was yeah. it was meant to be the Nines jersey, but repurposed as a tribute to the great Stacey Jones. They actually so, wore yeah. that jersey more than they wore the away jersey. That That's year. what happens when you got a black away jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right, so... Mark Roberts is saying shortened preseason, so maybe still trying to see how many different options we have for kicking in the side. Yeah, that's yeah, a very good point. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So after Fuss bundled out, out of the touch, it was it became um, probably the next fifteen minutes was one of those arm wrestle type games again. Uh, which again ascendancy. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a lot of a lot of the games for all teams this year now with the the, the rules no, less stoppages from yeah. penalties and. So forth. There's no more scrums. It's you know, it's just a handover of the ball. Um, so the the pace of the game has quickened up. The time that the ball's in play is a lot longer now. Yep. And with the reduced stoppages, it's making the boys get very tired very quickly. Um, and I noticed that on the weekend, uh, just watching the game, there was some there was some boys blowing pretty hard pretty early. Yeah. Uh, and that's when you get. Um, those effort on effort plays where you know you've got guys who are obviously tired make, making crucial tackles getting back in the line and that was for both the, teams yeah. the first well the first try from um, uh, Blake Braley Blake not Jaden <laughs> no Jaden 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 oh sorry Jaden Braley yep the other ones at the Sharks yeah uh, yeah, so the, the first try, the try that he scored to open the proceedings you could probably put it down to that a bit of slow market offence there and, uh, yeah. yeah, it was a, a funny play, play, wasn't it? Because yeah. because there was a ball that ended up on the ground that um, Frizzell dived on, and it. I mean, in other I games, thought that that one could easily have been called a knock on. Hey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Easily. And, and it wasn't. Yeah. And then he got a quick play. Of the ball. Our, our market defence was slow. I think we only had one one at marker, and uh, someone caught in that no man's land between marker and the ten, and mm. uh, Braley sh- shot off and. Um, he just had all the momentum and yeah, yeah. the retreating defense. So he was yeah, he was also on the score there, which he did. Yeah, but then uh, uh, at the other end of the field, Egan does the same things, same thing. You know, uh, ten minutes or so later, and um, the bunker overturns it, and everyone at the ground at the time was baffled with that decision. Um, it was a really late look at it. They took as well. Like that dead set, we're dead set lining up the kick, and yeah. you got to wonder how many times that's going to happen. Where they chime in right at the last minute, go, oh, hang on, guys. There was, I mean, of course, um, Graham Annesley came out on Monday and said, yeah, yeah. could have been right. Um, and they, luckily, owe us, they owe us a few tries from that. Yeah, they? luckily for us, though, it really didn't, it wasn't a massive determining factor because we scored from the very next set with that great offload from Torhu to. Uh, ben yeah, soft, soft hands, wasn't it? From oh, beautiful, beautiful, yeah. yeah, yeah, very good. 
After we'd um, said that the one thing he probably hadn't done a lot of, especially last year, was pass or offload. So yes. That's a, yeah. that, was, that was a good sign. Yeah, it was. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's a little bit of a scuffle and our, our good mate, great mate of the show, Jazz Tavanga, is involved in that. Yeah, Jazz, uh, t- time and a place, that's all I'll say. <laughs> looks, um, looks totally bewildered when the referee uh, penalises him. What, me? Who, me, me sir? sir? <laughs> yeah. What, me? Um, what? <laughs> and, they, and they take a two-point lead into the into halftime, um, which you know it was it was a pretty even contest at that point. Um, so uh, going down, going in two points down, probably not a bad thing for us. Although I keep saying it that 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 first ten minute that period where we had all that ball, um, we really needed in future games, we need to capitalise on that kind of possession and, and make sure we walk away with points. Yeah, we did. It was, unfortunately, it was a bit reminiscent of the trial against the Titans where we had yep. all those sets of six and we just didn't look like doing anything. Yep. I, I was, yeah, I I had a, to quote Obi-Wan there, I had a bad feeling after that. So. Yeah. Um, the second half, pretty similar to the first half mm. in, in terms of field position and possession. It's gone up and down back and forth, no real ascendancy, no one really gaining any ascendancy. Um, then RTS drops that spiralling kick. Uh, tough one. Which, Very yeah, tough one. Yeah. Tough one, um, which give the Knights great field position. Mm. And um, Most of the Facebook fans would have caught that bomb, though. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And the super coach uh, coaches at home. And, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. They, would have all, they would have all caught that, yeah. Absolutely. And then um, scored up the other end, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, the guy just does things like that to prove that he's human. That's yeah, it. Of course. That's yeah, you, it gotta, you can't, you can't you know, Everyone's this much mistake. better than everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and then from that next set of six, uh, Bradman Best put time will hunt away with that great flick pass. Um, Jeez, that side. guy, Bradman Best, eh? Mate, he's a freak. He's, yeah. a, he's an absolute freak. He's a, he's a Central Coast junior. Um, played a bit of his footy at the Royal Roosters. So mm. Jay Harris was... Um, in conflicting yet conflicting emotions on the night because surely know, not jay come on <laughs> he had uh where's your loyalty had, come on yeah, oh no he was loyal to the he was loyal yeah, to the yeah no no of course but, of know, course jay oh, jay would be yeah I, I know for a fact it's always good when you see some of your local juniors make good yeah um, yeah absolutely yeah he's a big kid like seeing him in the flesh he's a big kid uh, he's um, a he's a he's a total package isn't he yeah he, he just burst on like I think I think setting up that Heimel Hunt try though it was more the pass that I think was surprising yep. everyone because they used to his block busting play but he showed a bit yep. of sort of subtlety there and yeah uh, yeah went in in the corner and what about the conversion from a second rower who's <laughs> not even a full time kicker part time kicker Mitch Barnett Mitch yeah. Barnett he absolutely Jonathan Thurstoned it from the sideline from the chop. And for those that watched the game, how good was that vision of that that red and orange sky above the stadium? When oh, was yeah. Wasn't that? Yeah, that was just something photo- uh, photographers uh, dream of, I reckon. It's, yeah, um, that was unreal. Yeah, that was yeah. a perfect backdrop. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect backdrop. If only, it was us, if only it was us slotting it from the chalk there in the background. Well, the background well we, ca- we came close. Um, yep. RTS uh, put Kenny uh, Pompey into a hole. Uh, not mm. long after that, when we got down there into the field and he scored and Cody converted that. Um, and then there was kind of another 10 minutes of really controlled footy 
that, that's where we started we to get the ascendancy though we, yeah, we, we, we regained that ascendancy after about the 50th minute so it was it was more or less after the Heimel hunt try yep. um we got we got a bit more possession they made so so we had a bit of possession on their line and i remember chanel put in putting in a kick on the second tackle and yes. they got out of the goal and i was like oh my goodness but they made a mistake right after yep. and that's what led to the pompey try wasn't it yeah, I think uh, that was when um, Chanel got the ball back and then fed it on to Egan. Egan nearly put BMM in for a Yeah, that's right. Line. Yeah, pass was just um, a little bit too hard. Yeah, But yeah, from, from that, we got the, the Pompey try. Uh, yeah. And then controlled the ball again quite well and then um, had a couple of repeat sets down there into the field and then RTS with a, a nice sweeping uh, run yeah. uh, at the back. Wasn't it great to see that? Wasn't it great to see RTS chiming in like that? There, there's yeah. been people who have come out and criticised him for his passing game and his lack of lack of ability to chime into a back line. But there he uh, he showed. I know what I know what you're laughing at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is that Josh Morris's um, multi guy that's jumped onto our feed and started? I think so. It sounds seems like a bit of a troll. This bloke. Hey, Ruin Hammer, your tips cost me a multi. I can't get Rue, but Hammer, I'll be waiting outside your room, mate. Hashtag the North Sydney stalker. Yeah. That bloke, dead set, won't leave us alone, will he? No, he won't. He won't. He's just hurt, mate, because his tigers are going awful. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting after the Ken try. It was great to see Ken um, get his first try of the season. That's right, yeah. Um, why Cody doesn't take that kick and he gives it to Pompey because Cody had been kicking very well. Yeah, maybe maybe he doesn't like taking the kicks from wide out. He probably doesn't. Maybe he doesn't feel like he has the best range, and maybe it was, it was maybe it was maybe two meters wider than where Pompey scored. Yeah, it's Before. weird. Hey, oh, I did. Yeah. I did think that. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's weird, and, and that, that was effectively the first time we'd led in the game. And um, again, you know, no matter what the score is, when you're a Warriors supporter, you yeah. never. A hundred percent, but but at the game it did feel like we had the ascendancy over Newcastle, uh, and we're coming home with a wet sail. And then um, the Knights put that kick up. Mitch Pierce puts that kick up that Ken loses in the lights and it bounces next to him, and then continues bouncing across the field. And Fuss, Fuss cleans it up about a meter out from our line, and and from that set of sticks, we didn't get out of our thirty. We put a poor kick in, and then of all people to. Uh, uh, predict the future. Blocker Roach even says Bradman Best looks the most likely as they <laughs> pass it to Bradman Best and he beats um, old Nostradamus Hiku. there. <laughs> Hiku and um, Roger goes across and then he just he feeds the ball to Heimel Hunt and uh, you know. Um, unfortunately, it was it, it looked like a fairly easy try. Um, yeah, massive turning point. I was listening yeah. to it on the radio. And as you said, even on the radio on Triple M at the time, they were saying, oh, Warriors have got this. And I'm like, oh, don't say that, guys. Come on, Triple M, no. a station not knowing for being our biggest supporters. And no. yeah, uh, I, 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 like you said, I just had this uneasy feeling. I was like, oh, no. And then as that unfolded, and then like kicking from our 30, and as you said, the kick wasn't great. And they literally just needed one opportunity. And it was one one missed tackle unfortunately yep. and that sealed our fate 
Dean Collett says, can't be too angry with Hiku. I dare say he won't be the first or last centre best gets passed. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I actually had a good chat to Peter Hiku after the game. Um, mm. And if you watch the game as a whole, he, he doesn't make very many mistakes in that game. His defence is on point. Um, he's, he carried the ball well. Actually, our back five got through a heap of work mm. um, and kept us in the game with their good carries when our forwards were struggling. Um, and I even said to Pet, you know, that was a, a really good game. Um, and he just said to me, one mistake. It was one mistake. It, it's so unfortunate, isn't it? So between. unfortunate. Yeah. 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 As we said, um, as, as, as it was just commented. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. How many, how he's, many he's guys is Bradman who, best going to um, beat? Yeah. That's exactly right. And, and Pat is a guy who's really worked hard on his game over the last, um, you know, 18, 24 months. Um, you know, earned himself a, an extension on his contract. Is mm. uh, one, and we, we continually say this, he's one of the best centers in the game for setting up his outside men. Isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I know he hasn't done it yet this season, but we really haven't had, when you look at these games, we really haven't had a lot of a, a, a good ball down the other end of the field. Um, no. And when we have, like the game plan seems to be up the centre. Like all our tries in the Gold Coast game were scored up the centre. And that's how we played the first half against the Knights. It wasn't until uh, midway through the second half that we started um, giving the ball a little bit of air, mm. having some shape to our back line. Um, so, yeah, um, at the end, what was it, 20, 20 to 14? 20 to, 20, 20 to 16. And, and I meant to say this when we are talking about Mitch Barnett's kicking. What did he kick? Four from four. Yep. And it was, it was yeah, it turns out it turns out to be the difference, doesn't it? Yep. You know, the they, it was three tries apiece and they get the extra two penalties and that's the difference. So that kick, penalty goal at halftime, right on halftime, crucial, and then the sideline conversion. So yeah. it just shows that it, it pays to have a – have a, a good goal kicker, doesn't it? It does. Um, and, and that's the thing, too. When you look at the stats from that game, we won all the key possession stats, mm. but we didn't get the points where, where they, we mm. needed them to be. You know, we had um, a 55 to 45% possession. Our completion rate was good again, 87%, 41 from 47 sets. Um, we had, you know, 1,600 total run metres, 100 more than the Knights, pretty mm. much. Um Offloads were even at seven. Line breaks were even at three. We had 812 kick meters compared to the mm. Knights, 650. Um, so, yeah, it was it was just one of those Missed games where, yeah, yeah it, um, we really needed to capitalize on, on the position that we had. Um, and again, seven players over 100 meters, and it's no surprise that um, five of those seven are our back five in RTS, Ken, Fuss, Pompey and Hiku all got over 100 yep. metres. Roger with 218. Uh, Fanua Blake again with 144. And Tolu Harris, 135. So, yeah. Um, AFB with reduced minutes as well. He went off with a slight injury, didn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Um, what, are the, what are the fans saying? I agree. Looked comfortable in his role in going for the Broncos. Who are we talking about there? Sean O'Sullivan. So oh. the comment was, how do we think Sean O'Sullivan's going to go? Um, well, he's um, a halfback, isn't he? You yeah, know, that, that's what he's got going for him. He's a true halfback. He's got a good kicking game. Um, he's now pretty much got 12 weeks while Chanel's out to um, make like take that team and make it his own. Uh, Spots his to lose, isn't it? Yeah. He's given absolutely. first crack. As yep. you said, out and out half. And like if he can go out there and guide the team around and do his do his job and play off the back of the forwards. 
then um, you could be onto something. But we also we also have Paul Turner there waiting in the wings in the 20, 21 man squad as well. But as we've said about Paul Turner, he's probably not a natural halfback, is he? No, no, he's not. Um... There's also word about uh, Hayes Perham potentially slotting in the halves as well. I tend yeah. to feel though that he is more of a natural fullback himself. So he probably has the skills to play in the halves, but not the experience, I suppose. Apparently he had a decent game for Redcliffe on the weekend. Uh, Rocco Berry, another one that had a really decent game. For yeah, yeah, Rocco Berry. Can uh, he play halfback? Uh, no, he's a centre, mate. Um, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's a different breed, old Bradman. Was epic to be there live, most definitely. Yes, it was. Um, I'm just scrolling through, mate, so I can catch up with what people are saying. Do you guys think O'Sullivan will do a good job on the weekend and we'll see if he's out for an extended period of time? Do you think Sean will benefit the Warriors? I think he can. Um, but then again, I'm a very positive, optimistic person. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it, you've, got to be, you've got to be a pretty decent player to play first-grade footy. They don't just oh, give yeah. away jerseys. Uh, and, you know... He's he's had a little stint at the Roosters. He had a stint at the Broncos. Um, he seems to be happy at the Warriors. Um, mm. You know, he's got family around him. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping he has a really good game. I mean, it, you know, it's no easy task taking on the likes of um, what's his name, George Williams. George and, uh, Williams, yeah, uh, Jack White. Jack White. Uh, yeah. down there in Can- especially Canberra at Canberra uh, it's going to be a tough ask very tough road trip and yeah basically baptism of fire for his Warriors debut did anyone watch Kevin Locke's try in Queensland Cup he killed it Warriors should definitely pick him up pick him back up uh, I think the Kevin Locke ship has sailed um, he- yeah disagree with you on that one Jay um, yeah he did play well but uh, I think it was the guys inside him I was, I was more impressed watching that game with Tom Dearden and um uh, Albert Kelly uh, playing in the halves for the Magpies up there. Oh, yeah, Albert oh. Kelly, he was on a train and trial with the Broncos, wasn't yep. he? Uh, obviously, yep. hasn't been picked up in the full-time squad. Also, while we're talking Q-Cup, I did notice that Isaac Luke has been playing for the uh, winner Manly Seagulls. Yes. As well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nick McCurchis said, unrelated to the current discussion, but the Ruin Hammer Facebook page definitely needs a fan gallery where the fans can send in pictures of themselves kitted out in the Warriors gear. Absolutely. Yeah, good idea, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can't you just do that anyway? Can't you just post a picture to our page? I'm, I'm pretty sure well, we'd love more people to post content to our page and, um, you know, discussions to our page. It's, uh, you know, yeah. If, but so I'll have a look into that. We, that yeah, something that we kind of started last year during COVID was like when the games resumed, was doing the game day selfie kind of thing. So yeah. you take a photo of yourself in your game day gear with your jersey, your hat, or your beanie, or your scarf, depending on where you live. <laughs> and uh, yeah, post that on the page, and we can have a game day, game day kitted up gallery. Yeah, that'd be great. Or if, if you've got Instagram, post one on your Instagram and tag us in it, and then um, even better, yeah. And then I can actually take them from Instagram and make up a collage and load that all up onto our pages. You know, Warriors fans. For you know, round three versus Canberra. Um, whether yeah, you're nice there one. or not, just you know, show you know, show your love for the Warriors. That's it. Uh, there are lots of people showing 
Paul Turner should be given the nod. Give O'Sullivan a chance before criticising. Yeah, I agree, Christian. I think... Um, yeah, give the bloke a go, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's already been named. He's going to get the first shot. Yep. Let's just get behind him and hope he has a great game. Yeah. Um, What's a scarf, Sean Star? Yeah, well, up here in Brisbane, we don't really have much use for those things, do we? Oh, okay. It's, it's what... Um, yeah, it's what the Melbourne people wear, isn't it? Because it's so yeah, cold. those Melburnians, I think they might know what a scarf is. Seanster yeah. being a big Collingwood, Collingwood. Oh, they'd use them in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd use them. In, like, there was a couple of years before we got them as members. We got yeah. the member scarf. Yeah, I remember that. You had choice yeah, of a scarf or a cap. Like, um, as desk runners now, I've got them all lined up with desk. Yeah. So uh, the other games in that round, uh, the Eels were victorious over the Storm 16-12. Yeah, waterlogged round, wasn't it? It, it, All these games were played under either heavy rain or waterlogged grounds, something we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, That was a cracking game, the Eels and the Storm. Very very even contest. A little bit of controversy out of that one with the Elise Kafusi elbow to uh, Ryan Madison's head, um, whether it was intentional or not. Uh, I did watch NRL 360 and they were showing a lot of vision of um, it's how Kafusi tackles where he comes over the top and he, when he comes down, he yeah. does lead with his elbow. Um, the, the thing for me, and I know there's probably going to be a lot of shouting on this page now, is the form of Isaiah Papali'i since he's gone to the Paramount Eels. <laughs> is, um, Why like, did we let him go? <laughs> it's just it's one of those things that where... The change of scenery, the change of club, the change of coach has really just brought out the best in him. Um, he, probably, he probably just needed that because he, he seemed very stale in his last two seasons at the Warriors. After a brilliant 2018, he just seemed stale and he just needed a, a change of, like you said, change of scenery. 2018, um, like when he came into the first grade squad, he, he had a little bit of an offload in him and, um, yeah. and he was a dangerous player on the edge. And then... 2019, he was kind of moved into the middle of the field and his, his offload was put away and he was just used as like that, that battering ram yeah. in the middle of the field, um, which probably obviously doesn't suit his game because Parramatta have got him playing out on an edge and he's, he's earned a starting spot this week now that Madison's injured uh, mm. and he's, he's making every post a winner over there. So um, yeah, well, good. Good good I'm, I'm always happy when, you know, these ex-Warriors players um, go to another club and, and do play well, you know, we've, him, we're, we've always been happy with um, Sean's nickel Clockstab or Cookster, Cookster. Sorry, when he left. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, gonna... just remember we can't keep them all. No, no, we can't keep them all. Um, Titans twenty-eight over the Broncos sixteen. Uh, yeah, David, David for show. Yeah. Up and play. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that they were they were much too strong. I was watching this one with the with the two Sean's and yeah, look, the Titans always looked in control of this. They were up what twenty two. Broncos got a couple of late tries, so yeah. and the Titans themselves probably could, could have scored two or three more tries early season. You know, dusting in a few cobwebs, but they're, they're going to be a good side this year. The Titans, um, not yeah, they so will be. The, yeah. Not so much the Broncos, but um, no. yeah, no. Um, another team that's going to be a good team this year, Panthers 28 over the Bulldogs 0. Um, we're going to talk about the Panthers in our set of six. Yeah. Um, just a, a mismatch on every part ah, of the field, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah, no, there was, um, there was a bit of water, 
bit of water lying around in that background as well. Um, yeah, that, I mean, a lot's been said about the Panthers holding two teams to zero, but again, I'd just say maybe look at who they played. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, Rabbitohs 26, Eagles 12. I thought the Eagles had a better game. Um, they were in it for a little sh- while. Showed a bit of fight. Yeah, they, the, the Rabbitohs always just had them covered, I feel. Just a bit too strong. And I think that's going to be the problem with the Eagles this year is just their, their lack of depth um, and their lack of options too. Uh I notice have moved Schuster, uh, big Josh Schuster, into the second row this week to cover yeah. Andrew Davy. So that's an yeah, it looked like a nasty injury he got, like yeah, in third minute or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, what did you make of the uh, the DCE um, diving uh, for the Latrell pushing the side? Yeah, look, old DCE's got form with that. Remember a couple of years ago at Mount Smart um, with Adam Blair. Yep. Remember it happened, happened again there and Blair got 10 minutes for virtually yep. doing nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's got, he's got a bit of form in that department. That's all I'll say. Dragons 25, Cowboys 18. This, um, I watched this game. This was a classic, almost, like we get the ball, we score. Now you got the ball, you score up the other end. It went, it went tit for tat uh, along. It was a classic bottom of the table clash. This one, I feel. It's a false sense uh, of security for the Dragons supporters, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're raving about how good Ben Hunt was and how good this was. I, I think if Jason Tamalolo plays that game, the Cowboys win. Mm-hmm. I just think he, he has enough um, skill uh, to like bring the Cowboys into that game, especially after he'd been criticised publicly. Um, so I think the Dragons dodged a bullet there. Uh, I as much as I love Toddy Payton, I just I can't rate either of these two teams at the moment. No, no, yeah, and and, and Toddy again making making headlines for his yeah. tough talk. It was all right last year. Apparently, it's not okay this year. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, TK's joined us. Hey, TK. Good to hey, see mate. you. Bro. Australia has our New Zealand weather, and no crap, we've got yours. We'll enjoy it, brother, because um, <laughs> it'll be coming back here soon enough. Hey. <laughs> Warren, how are you, bro? I see you. Um, you got hacked, mate. Had to create a new Facebook profile. That's uh, bugger. Fucking shit. Mm. Um, old mate Toddy reckon the reaction didn't look the greatest after the loss. No, it didn't. Um, yeah, he's looks like a man that's um just looking for solutions at the moment. Unfortunately, I think he's got a tough year ahead of him. Yeah. It was never. It's never going to be easy going up there. Cowboys are well and truly in a rebuilding phase uh, post J post uh, JT Mark One. Yep. And um, yeah, I think he's got his work cut out. But we all know what he can do. He's a great coach. Yes. We all love the man. Yep. And we yep. wish him well. If they all just... buy into what he's yeah. If he, if that, if that team buys into what he's trying to accomplish, they'll have the similar success to what we had at the back end of last year. And yeah, I, that's it. Because they've got some talented players up there. You know, Michael Morgan and. Uh, Valentine Holmes, um, yeah, drink water. Lockie Burr, the, the greatest prop forwards in the game now. Our, our mate Lockie. Um, <laughs> Roosters forty, Tigers six. Uh, I think what the chuckles in the background say, says it yeah, all. They BJ chuckles. Leilua, what is going on with BJ Leilua? Mate, I reckon. Um, did you see the, the beginning of that game? When, I didn't uh, see the very beginning. When um, Luke I, Brooks tried to run through the banner. I think the Tigers need to put banners on on the edges of their um, of their defence uh, to have any chance of stopping anything. Because 
Yeah, BJ Leilua was was awful. Was it eight um, missed tackles? Yeah. Yeah. He, but uh, for the man who claimed that he was the best centre in the game, unfortunately, he has not had a great start to the well, year. Well, it depends so. what game he's talking about, though. See? Uh, he wants to clarify what game. No, no, no. <laughs> Um, yes, they do have, have some a, context there, BJ. <laughs> tell you what, they, they do have a shining light there in Dane Laurie. Um, yeah, yeah, he looked all right. Yeah, he's playing some good footy at the back there. Had, Tigers had their chances um, yep. in the, that first half. There was a few breaks. They got that try. Uh, the, it was the Lindsay Collins show, though, in the second half, setting up tries. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And they're raving like, about um, Brett Morris uh, three uh, yeah. two, two weeks in a row. Like, it was just... Yeah, they, they're, they're on a different level at the moment, the Roosters. But then again, um, it's similar to the Panthers. You just have to look at who, they're, who they've played. They've played That's what, Manly in round one and the Tigers in round two. So, you know, let's see how the Roosters go this week against the Rabbitohs. Uh, and nice, against us. Yeah, be a nice test for them. Mm. Uh, and the last game of the round was the Sh- uh, Raiders 12, uh, Sharks 10. Portugal yeah. Yeah, poor Chatty, uh, former Warrior. So we've all got a bit of a soft spot for him. But unfortunately, three crucial missed goals was the difference there. I don't know about that try that they were awarded right at the end, the Sharks. I mean, it was, it was one of those uh, one? scrappy one. The ball was bouncing around oh, in the yeah. end goal area. It's a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, like any, if that's us, they call that a knock-on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's easy, no try. <laughs> You have to think, though, if Sean Johnson was playing, he would have kicked at least one or two of those goals. So, yeah. um, but they can't wait till he gets back. Yeah, he's, what's he got? Still got about six weeks left, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, what are we saying? Uh, Leilua has been dropped to reserve grade this week. Yeah. Rightly so. Him, yeah. yeah, I think they'd drop him to a grade lower if they had one. Um, <laughs> he was awful. Absolutely awful. Maybe he needs to go back on the Aporto burgers because he said that he, he went off them in the off season. And if this was the end result, maybe go back to a Porto, BJ. Yeah, good, good point. Good point. Um, we'll chop them down in round four. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. That's uh, it, Mark. Yes. That's the spirit. <laughs> um, our set of six for this week. Um, Panthers become the first team in NRL history to keep opponents to nil in the opening rounds of the season and also become the first team in 109 years to keep teams to nil in three consecutive regular season games. So, uh, whereas they again, the Cowboys, they beat the Cowboys 42 nil in round 20 last year. And then they've come out uh, against the Cowboys and the Bulldogs um, this week. So yeah, people are getting excited about it. And I know it's in the record books now it's there to stay, but let's just look at their, their opposition. Um, you know, yeah, I'll, look, be, I'll, I'll be impressed I'll, if they can keep Melbourne to nil this week. To, 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 give you, to give you a bit of context, though, if there's any cricket fans out there, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Matt Hayden. And back in the day, he scored a world record 300, at the time, world record breaking 380, but it was against Zimbabwe. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, yeah, that's a great effort, but yeah. look who the opposition was. Yeah. And, and rightly so, Brian Lara reclaimed it, uh, yeah. I think, a month or two later. But the same, same thing. Like, I mean, they played the Cowboys twice and... The Bulldogs, so arguably two of the weaker sides. But but in saying that, you still got to go out there and do it. You still got to defend. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. It's still an achievement for sure. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, and like I said, it's it's in the record books now. It's it's part of this season's uh, history, I guess. Um, but is it is it more about the Panthers' great attack, 
or is it more about the defence that they're coming up against and vice versa? Is it more about the Panthers' great defence or is it saying something about the attack that's coming at them? So, um, again, it's it's round two. There's, you know, 24 rounds to go. Uh, Let's not get too carried away. Yeah, let's not get too carried away yet. and they, they, like I said, they play Melbourne this week. Uh, no Nathan Cleary, no um, Pappenhausen for Melbourne. So yeah, it should be should be an interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed that. I was like, is that they're different positions, but does it cancel it out? I mean, kind of. Yeah, kind of. It kind of does because, um, like, Pappy does a lot of that. Um, he, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a focal point in their attack, isn't he? A centerpiece. So yeah, yeah. I, I, big big loss for both teams, obviously. Yeah. Um, Point two, players contesting bombs. Now, I've noticed over the past couple of weeks that players running through and feigning to contest the, the ball and penalties are not being given for, take, for a, a player being taken in the air. Now, I spoke to a certain player from the Warriors after the game, and I'm not going to mention who it was, um, who said that when you're out there, you can tell that it's now a tactic to jump and appear to be playing at the ball when you're not because uh, these guys... Mm have got no chance in hell of getting to that ball and they make that jump. And um, yeah, a couple of times on the weekend in different games, I noticed in previous seasons, that's kind of been penalized against, but now they're more looking towards the escort play uh, more so than that person jumping in the air. Yeah. A lot of escort penalties, isn't there? Um, yeah, there is. yeah. It's pretty, pretty easy to uh, probably pull a penalty through all that. Yep. Um, point three, diving becoming an ugly part of the game. Now, we saw Latrell Mitchell sin bin for 10 minutes for a, a really a nothing nudge on DCE, who took a massive dive to earn himself a penalty, and and um, Latrell went to the bin. And we've seen it in other games where players have laid down. Like uh, There was a vision of Clint Gutherson oh, taking the time and getting up and winking. I'm really not a fan of that at all. It's just no, ridiculous. Um, obviously, it's... Um, Obviously, it's uh, a tactic now um, to try and slow down the game a little bit. But, um, yeah, for me, I I don't like it. Uh, Particularly that blatant dive type stuff that DCE does. Um, But, yeah, they got to watch that guy. He's good at at, uh, doing things like diving and backflipping. He's a bit of a a circus performer. Like Toby Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, like the backflipper Rudolph. <laughs> I think I saw him at the Moscow Circus earlier right, this they've, year. <laughs> they've, all, they've all done it in their day. I remember Tedesco backflipped on um, Canberra Raiders uh, yep. one time. Luke Lewis backflipped on, was it South Sydney? Yeah, South Sydney. Josh Papali backflipped on the Eels. Backflipped on, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, there's a few of them have done it in the past. Um, do we count Steve Maddow backflipping on us three times? <laughs> Uh, well, no one knows the Warriors facilities like Stevie Maddow, eh? that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, point four, the Dallium voting. So, it's been a lot of talk this week. There's ex-players of clubs doing Dallium votes for those games, that uh, for those clubs' games, uh, i.e. Darren Lockyer for the Broncos. Uh, giving Milford a point. Oh, um, and then there was, like, Luke Keary, who was head and shoulders... Uh, above everyone else on the field on the weekend with four try assists and two line breaks and two line break assists and couldn't score a Dally M point. Yet Dane Laurie, who was in the Tigers side, scores one. Um, 
Is it because they're trying to even it out, like at least give one point to someone from the opposition? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's it's there's a, been a couple of ideas floated. Um, uh, some people are saying there should be a couple of judges. They do their three two ones. They compile the three two ones, and then the person with the most points from that compiled vote gets the three two one. Um, mm. I don't know how many people that would mean have to be watching a game because at the moment they've got one judge for each game. Um, yeah. But surely some of these guys have just got the finger off the pulse uh, rather than on the pulse. Like that that Roosters-Tigers game, that was Brandy Alexander. And he gave yeah, he gave three points to Brett Morris because he scored three tries, two points to James Tedesco and one point to Dane Laurie. And like Luke Keary was the magician out there, you know, making all the tricks happen. Uh, yeah, I don't know, we know who Brandy really loves. It's Adam Pompey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, We're going to talk about Reese Walsh. Yeah, I'm just seeing TK with that dive attitude. Can't the third rep jump in there like they do for tries? Well, you would think so. But um, they kind of sent that upstairs to the bunker, and it was the bunker that gave the penalty. It was the same so, with, same when he went at it with the Adam Blair DCE incident a couple of years ago. Went upstairs. And seriously. Yeah. Um, Pats has said, did you see the news about the NRL expansion to an 18th club? And I think it was the second team in New Zealand. What do you think of this one? Oh. I, was, no, I, I was chatting to uh, chatting with Robbie about this tonight. Um, he's, he's a strong uh, advocate of a second New Zealand team. I know I've sort of said uh, last week that, yeah, it has, to be, it has to be a second Brisbane team, which I've already said it's going to be. Yeah. And I still think there are plenty of places in Queensland um, whether it be Central Queensland, Ipswich, I think that there are a lot of I think there are a lot of strong bids out there. Yeah, and I just don't feel that right now a second New Zealand team like right now maybe maybe you know give it five ten years or so. See how see how yeah. the situation I, is, but I, I just don't feel that we're ready for a second New Zealand team. Yeah, I, I kind of I, I kind of feel the same too. I, I'd like to see the pathways that Gus Gould can get set up in New Zealand. Yeah, granted um, that, that changes a lot, yeah. Uh, before we start looking at a possible second team. Um, yeah, uh, and, and the other thing too is, and, you know, please don't question my love of the Warriors. I love the Warriors. Uh, they're my team. But we haven't had the on-field success. Mm. And so, therefore, a, a second team in New Zealand kind of isn't warranted because of that, like, you know, we've, you think about the last 10 years, we made the playoffs in 2011 and then 2018. Yeah. You know, so. Good strike rate. Yeah. Yeah. Not a good strike rate. So yeah, I, I, I probably would much rather see them wait. Uh, there's, as I said, Queensland, like there's a lot of, you could do like a central Rockhampton, you could do an Ipswich team. There's also Perth. Like I still think that Perth is worth persisting with. To get another another team there based um, in a state outside of the east coast, there's also PNG as well um, in a yeah. rugby league mad nation, and yeah. it'd be great to see them get a team in the NRL. Yeah, yeah, it would. I mean, they're talking about that. Um, the second New Zealand team would need to be based in Christchurch, and they need to wait for the new indoor stadium to be built down there first and foremost. Okay, are you from Christchurch, Mark, or uh, have family down that area? Because 
There was whispers about Wellington. They were they saying that Wellington might Wellington be... Orcas, they kept floating a couple yeah. of years um, So, yeah, I, I'm not real... I'm not a fan of a new second New Zealand side at this stage. No. And we'd have to revert back to the Auckland Warriors. Yes. Yes, we would. Or the North Island Warriors or whatever it might be. Yeah. So yep. South Island. Um, yes, Reese Walsh. Uh, the new signing from the Warriors. An impressive debut in the Queensland Cup. Absolutely. Uh, scored two tries. Kicked six from seven goals. Um, so it does look like we've signed a good one there. There is talk of him now requesting a release from his contract with the Broncos, which is possible just a... trade. Possible trade deal has been mentioned as well. Yeah. And as, uh, sorry, I forget who it was that commented before, um, like coming up with a list of maybe candidates that we could, we could put on the table as a possible swap for him. As Karen, uh, Ray, um, um, people have even said Hayes, Hayes Perham as well. Someone who's not, maybe not going to get a lot of first grade opportunities. Uh, to be those guys kind of on the fringe. Uh, and where does, if he d- say that he does get a release and comes into the team this year, where does he play? Well, I think it's more so development. Um, if it would, um, yeah, it's more so if he gets a release and he comes to us, it gives him a season to learn under Roger Tuovasa Shek. Yeah, okay. Um, the Fair interest, point. intricacies yeah. of playing fullback mm. in the NRL, um, that kind of thing. The thing with me is um, I'm kind of sitting on the fence with this one mm. because he's he's looking to get out of his contract and come to us um, so that he can learn his craft. But what if it was the shoe was on the other foot and it was Roger Tuovasa Shek wanting to get out of his contract to go to rugby early so that he could mm. learn that craft? And I know he's already getting out a year early before everyone yep. jumps on me and says he is leaving early. But what if he decided, okay, I want a little bit more time. I want to go now so that I can learn the game so that I'm ready to go into Super Rugby next season. So, mm. yeah, for me, it's, it's a hard one. Um, and I don't have an answer. I, I, I don't have no. an opinion on it. Um, yeah. Whichever way the club chooses to go, I, I support. Um, if they bring him in early and he gets to to uh, learn under Roger. Um, that, that's a, a great, can only be a great thing for us. Uh, the kid looks like he's got the goods. Or even if he gets a bit of first grade for the Broncos. Well, that's the thing. He's, he's because he's on a train and, and trial uh, or yeah. development contract, he's not eligible to play until after I round 10. Okay. And then with the fact that he's signed with the, the Warriors, the Broncos aren't going to do anything to like bring his development on. No. Um, no, they'd have to be desperate to, yeah. to pick him. In yeah, terms that's of right. personnel, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I mean, the, the Broncos are saying they're looking for a like-for-like. Like. So you would have to think that it's someone like a, a Hayes Perham or a Rocco Berry, um, one of the outside back positions. Yes. You know, Marcelo Montoya, maybe, you know what I mean? Like yeah. one of those guys that gets um, traded out to bring him in. Mm. Um, but the good news is we've got him for three years after this season and um, – he does look the exciting, good. isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. You see what you see what the guy can do. Yeah. Um, he's currently only a development player at the Broncos at the moment, anyway. So why shouldn't he come across and get developed under RTS? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he is. Um, but they're looking for a like-for-like swap. So we'll have to see what what comes up. 
Uh, Nick said, what was the real-time reaction of both of you guys when the club rebranded from Auckland to New Zealand back in the day? That, that all sort of happened during the Eric Watson takeover, didn't yeah. it? He, he decided to... Because there's a bit of a... People out, there's a perception in, in NZ that people outside of Auckland don't really warm to teams from Auckland. And I think that's why he changed the jerseys to black as well. Uh, yep. he, he tried to get like a whole wider appeal for the whole of New Zealand. So they wanted the team to be yep. representing the whole nation rather than just the Auckland area. So get the rest of the country behind the team. I believe that was the idea. I mean, for me, the name Auckland or New Zealand is neither here nor there. It's That's not the reason that I like the team. So, I mean, it didn't really uh, phase me too much. I know for people back been, in NZ, it might be a different story. It's yeah. kind of been dropped over the years anyway. We're, we're referred to now as the Vodafone Warriors. Vodafone Warriors. So, yeah, they're not tying us to any specific no. geographic location, obviously no. from New Zealand, but that's it. There's a yeah. team and we love this team. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys see the highlights of the Redcliffe Dolphins game? I caught some highlights. Uh, I was actually searching around the, the net trying to find like a, a live stream of that and um, couldn't couldn't get one. So I'll keep looking. I, I downloaded the Queensland Cup um, app on my phone and was trying to get stuff off that and couldn't get anything. Yeah, not, not all the games are broadcast. I think they do one or two on, yeah. on telly, but um, yeah, they mustn't have done that one. Uh, give them one of their last year development players then, like for like. Yeah, I, I, like I, again, I, we've got a couple of boys that are uh, in and around our squad at the moment, um, like um, uh, Pride Patterson Rabadi and um, there's uh, yeah. uh, Edward Cosey, uh, a couple of other boys that and they're at the games, watching the games at the moment uh, mm. when the boys play. Um, so we've got a couple of development players that are within the squad. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, I dare say we do have some options there. It, again, it all comes down to what Brisbane will accept. Uh, Brisbane, what do you boys think are their main issues? Uh, roster. Yeah. Uh, look, they got too much money invested in underperforming players. The halves are stinking up the joint. Um, they can't. They can't. They, they need to get dearded in there. I think. Um, Milford hasn't had a good game in a long time. And he's on a million dollars. I think his contract is up at the end of the season. Uh, Brady Croft hasn't really made the position his own. No. Yeah. And they've look, they lost for feeder. And as everyone keeps saying, when was the last time the Broncos lost a big name player they really wanted to keep? Yeah. I was saying the same sort of thing with Reese Walsh as well. Yep. Like if Broncos Broncos never used to lose the players they wanted to keep. There was actually um, some some murmurs and some whispers that we were talking to of Jordan Ricky, uh, but he's yeah I did see that come through. Yeah. He's re-signed now for three years with the Broncos, and they interviewed him today, and he said he, he wants to be the guy that the you know the others can get behind and like you know follow me. I, I'm leading the way. Um, yeah, I, they've lost a lot of um, half decent players. And they're, it's their roster. Their roster is their biggest thing. Um, and it's going to take some time to turn that around, I think. Um, they, they, they had some, like, I mean, you've got Matt Lodge on huge money there as well. He's, yep. he's been getting injured. Um, yeah, there's, there's quite a few issues there. So Yeah, Pangai Jr.'s on big money. Yeah. Um, Katoni Staggs, they're, they're looking to increase his contract, four-year contract they're trying to offer him. Yes, yeah, so you see, now they're upping the money because they're yeah. starting to lose guys, so they're, yeah, well, they're starting to panic a, big, a bit. 
there's another bloke um, who hasn't played first grade yet in the back row um, that they were talking about last night. And the Bulldogs have offered him some money. And the Broncos have come back and offered him like $1.3 million over three years. He's never played first grade. And it's it's kind of... This is unheard of. The Broncos well, having to like, start to play, pay overs for people. Well, it, it's kind of like the Tigers did it with Moses Sully. Before Moses Sully had even played a game of first grade, you know, three or four years ago, the Tigers paid him a $1.3 million yeah. contract for three years and got rid of him after a year. Yeah. Um, and then he, you know, went to Canterbury, went to, I think. Went to Canterbury and lasted like a couple of months or something. Yeah, because he was lazy and wouldn't yeah. trade. Found a home at Manly. But yeah, it's, um, it, it, there's a lot, there's clubs out there and it's unheard of that the Broncos having to pay overs for a player. Yeah. I mean, people used to take pay cuts to stay at Brisbane. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot of people. Did. I think, I think it started, I mean, before we get too far off on this rabbit trail of the Broncos, it just it started when Seabold came in and he and he got rid of a lot of the Broncos faithful, and that that's kind of where it started. He got rid of um, Maguire, he got rid of Nicarima to us, he got rid of a few of those guys, and you know, well, we didn't really replenish that. Um, before we forget, Jay Harris, yes, has just said, "Don't forget, boys. Warriors are doing a meet and greet at Hive in Erin Affair." Tomorrow at 6.30. Tomorrow at 6.30, yeah. Sorry, the comment just disappeared then. <laughs> yeah, so anyone who um, anyone who lives on the Central Coast, um, 6.30 tomorrow night, you can get a meet and greet uh, with the Warriors. I'm, I've been reliably informed there will be 20 players there. Um, and one of those 20 players will be Roger Tuovasa-Shek. So, um, you know, get down there, um, take some merch, uh, get it signed, show the boys that you're... Um, some love. supporting yeah. the Warriors and that you're behind the Warriors. Uh, one comment that was made to me when the players were walking out of the field last week, um, and I, again, I any of the players and the, the staff of the Warriors are watching, I thank them very much. They they gave us um, tremendous access again after the game. Uh, players came up and um, had a bit of a chat uh, before they went off and signed some autographs and, and stuff. So, you know, they're, they're well aware of uh, what Ruin Hammer are doing to, pro- to promote the Warriors and promote the club and um, promote our uh, encourage our supporters. Uh, but yeah, one one particular player uh, who who does have three initials in his surname that maybe a C, a H, and a T um, hobbled out in the moon boot and said, "Bro, we need more supporters here. We need to get more supporters here." So um, the club's loving the fact that you know we're getting behind them, but we. We obviously need to get more people to the games. Um, so, yeah. you know, um, we need to get up there, get your tickets for the games, make sure you show these boys a bit of support while they're That's here. Um, because it's, it's as Aussie-based Warriors supporters, we do not get this. Um, you know, we we're, were fortunate enough to get them uh, last year and, and get the back end of the season with them. And we've got the full season with them this year. And we should really make the most of it because after this year and the comp returns to normal, uh, It'll be the usual four or five games that we get to see him in Sydney mm. or, or Queensland or Australia as a whole. Um, so absolutely so, make the most of it. Yeah. Um, our last point on the set of six is probably not a good one to talk about, but uh, Jared Hayne found guilty mm. of uh, two counts of sexual assault and facing up to 14 years in prison. Um, massive fall from grace. Absolutely I think massive. It's very, I think it su- surprised a lot of people. I think a lot of people thought that because of his profile, he was going to get off. And it was a basic he, should, he said, she said. But mm. there has been some some audio 
that was released today. Uh, phone conversations like Jared Home with Mitchell Pierce, I did, yeah, um, yeah. and a couple of other um, conversations, text conversations and stuff like that that probably incriminated him a bit. Yeah, uh, and the person that's probably watching this with the most interest would be Jack DeBellum. Yes, you, you kind of you kind of felt that he was. Uh, this kind of hinges on what they do with Hayne. Like they, uh, there yeah. might have been a point in time that they would have assumed that because of their profile, they would have just beaten the charges. Yes, but you know this, this therefore obviously doesn't uh, sit well for him. No, no. Um, so that's and, our set of yeah, yeah. Go oh, on. I was, I, I was just going to say, you mean you think back to two thousand and nine, where he was quite possibly the greatest rugby league player on the planet, and to think, you know, some of those tries he scored and that amazing run he had. Yeah. The fall from grace has been massive because um, there was a story today that he had something like a $5 million property portfolio mm. and he's now down to living in a house that's, you know, worth $350,000 mm. somewhere in, in Sydney. And, uh, you know, he's had to sell all his, all his properties for for his um, court legal costs. Fees. and yeah. Legal fees and so forth. And now he's... Um, Thank goodness he never had a dream to follow his dad to the Warriors. <laughs> well, mate, we probably didn't have the, the money to afford to bring him to the Warriors. Um, so I, I don't think he actually wanted to go to the Titans. I think it was the NRL that forced him to go to the Titans because Parramatta didn't have the money at the time. That, that's right. It was the most bizarre press conference I think I'd ever seen for a big-name player yeah. coming to see me. He was basically just sat there and said, I really wanted to come back to the Eels, but I couldn't sign with the Eels, so I guess I'll play for the Titans. It was it was literally yeah. like that. And then we played them yeah. on his... I was at that game where we played them when he's returned to, to the NRL and we beat them that day. So that was a sellout crowd at the Gold Coast, all partly because all we, were, we were playing. But everyone was there to see Hayne, and yeah, that was one of our best wins, that one. Didn't he, didn't he shit the bed with them too? Like... Complained about the coach, they get rid of the coach, and then he turns around and leaves anyway. So, yeah, absolutely stitched them up. So, yeah, anyway, (laughs) um, yeah, anyway, uh, so this week, um, Raiders at uh, GIO Stadium, one of the toughest road trips in the game, isn't it? It is, um, it's a game that I get to every season, um, and we've we've had mixed results down there over the past couple of years. Took us uh, a long time to win there again. We had one win in something like seven years. And then and then re- recent times, we had a bit more success there. Yeah, we, we won in 2018. Uh, that was the, the famous and 19. Sean Johnson. Yeah, mm. the famous Sean Johnson double field goal yeah, to win right, the game. Yeah. And then 2019 was uh, round... It was 26. the last round. It was oh, the last yeah. round. It was the last minute Blake Green try uh, yep. that, that won that one. Yeah. yeah, with the Raiders heading into the semi-finals, that was a good win for us. Yeah, um, so the team's been named uh, RTS at fullback, Kenny and um, uh, Fuss on the wings, uh, Petahiku, Adam Pompey in the centres, Cody at 5'8". Sean O'Sullivan will become Warrior number 255 mm. uh, this week at halfback. Congratulations to Sean. Welcome to the Warriors whanau, bro. Well done. Um, Adam Fanua-Blake. Uh, front row, Bunty Afoa comes into the starting uh, lineup uh, with Wade Egan and Hooker, Eliasa Katoa, Bailey Sirinan, and Torhu Harris at the back of the pack. And then on the interchange bench, we've got Jazz Tavanga, Ben Murdoch Masilla, Listen Armal, and the great merchandise, Jack Murchie, back into the game day. Great to have a bit of merchandise in the team, isn't it? 
It is. It is. And then we've got uh, Tom Arley, Marcelo Montoya, Paul Turner, and Kane Evans on the extended bench. Um, mm. So, yeah, uh, two forced changes, is it? Two? One. One forced change. No, two forced uh, changes. Two. JTB's uh, for, suspended. Yeah. Yeah. JTB's got that three-week suspension, and, mm. um, and uh, Chanel's out for an extended period with that broken or that stress fracture in his foot. Yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough going to be a tough game that 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 Canberra Raiders pack is very very impressive um it is but but this year I feel that we have the pack to match them oh, so do I. definitely I feel that we can match them in the forwards it's actually going to come down to the halves I think for us that's going to be the crucial it'll crucial be aspect. Yeah, it'll be the halves um not only in their their direction and their play and creating the opportunities for us uh it'll be their kicking game but more importantly, it'll be their defence because you're going to have Hudson Young running at um, Sean O'Sullivan on one side of the field. And you're going to have Elliot Whitehead running at um, Cody on the other side of the field. And then you're going to have Joe Tarpanay running at both of them, either side of the field that he wants to. So, yeah. um, you know, they've got a very good mobile pack. Uh, I think um, Bunty and AFB cancel out Josh Papali, uh, Papali'i he's changed his name to now and, oh he's um, changed it too has he okay yeah and, and Dynamis Louie um, so yeah I, I, I think what you said is true though I think it's going to be one in the halves what, was it, what will the score be against the Raiders hmm. <coughs> it'll be a close one um, Warriors by two yeah it'll be like two or four the problem that we have is that the 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 guy who is our biggest oh, nemesis in a Raiders jersey. Oh, yes, <laughs> makes his return to the Raiders this week from injury. Uh, Jared Croker. <laughs> Even when we beat them by fifty, he scores hat tricks against us. I know. Isn't, isn't that unreal? Like we've yeah. beaten them. We've had two fifty-point wins over them, and he still gets a hat trick. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's ridiculous. For, for whatever reason, he just terrorizes us. <laughs> Jay Harris is saying twenty eight eighteen is his prediction. Done. Christian, Lock that in. I'll take that. Warriors by four. Christian says. Um, I think that's probably closer to the mark. I think it's going to be one of those games where uh, I'm going to be there watching it live, and uh, you're going to be pacing in your room. Absolutely home. pacing around <laughs> the lounge room. Uh, my my Fitbit, my Fitbit will be given a nice work over. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, Raiders you know, by I, I six. Surely the Warriors have bought bought out and sold more merchandise, i.e., jerseys in other other club in rugby league history. I oh think, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Raiders by six maybe. I like a I like someone who's not a biased supporter. Like he's 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 being truthful in saying that because I mean let's face it, the Raiders are a top eight side. 16, um, Warriors 16-14. That's more like it, Pat. Well, Warriors by 16-14. There, there you go. We'll take that one, mate. Yeah. Thanks, I'll take any win. I'll take, I'll take a, a one-point double golden point thrill. I don't care. Winning's winning, right? <laughs> I, I, think, I think one of the keys is going to be, and I've said it um, the last two weeks, but we, we got back to it in the back end of the game last week is, is playing with a bit of shape and a bit of width out wide mm. and getting some ball um, to our outside backs some early ball to Hiku, some early ball to um, Adam Pompey mm, uh, to yeah. set up both Fuss and, and Ken. Um, 
But in saying that, we've got to work hard through that middle of the field to earn the right to be able to throw the ball around uh, when we get down there. So That's right, yeah. Do the hard um, yards. Jack, I, I think the, the dangers for us is Jack Whiten and George Williams. Yes, absolutely. Jack White and he he uh, he scares me. That guy. He's because he's, he's a big body five eight. It's like he having is. an extra running forward. Big big human. Yep. Yeah. Um, other games this round, mate. Let's do a bit of a preview of the other matches. So we we first uh, Thursday night we got the grand final replay, the blockbuster. Although as we said previously, uh, two big outs for each team. So. Uh, Nathan Cleary out for the Panthers and Pappenhausen out for the Storm. This will be a great. I'm looking forward to watching this. It's out at Penrith. Yep. Um, I reckon this will be a this will be a rip snorter. I'm I... gonna I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go Penrith in the upset. Uh, is it really an upset Pat, though? Pat's that uh, that jersey behind Rue is this season. Oh yeah, this jersey. Um, yeah. So if you head to our YouTube channel, I did an unboxing of this jersey. Um, there for all you guys to see is highlighting a bit of the detail on it. Yeah, it's a fantastic jersey. I love it because it's, it's a bit of a throwback to that 2011 Eden Park jersey that we had. On face yep. value, it looks like that plain black jersey, but then there's a bit of fair bit of extra detail as I go into in the video um, there with the, the pattern and design. So it's really awesome. Yeah, it um, is. Make, yeah, make sure you grab that from the Warriors website as well. Yep. Get your 10% members discount. Yes, absolutely. Um, so who did you pick, Panthers? I said Panthers in an upset. Uh, is it is it upset though? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say Melbourne. Yep. Only because it's very rare that Melbourne will lose two games in a row. Yeah, true. Um, and look, the Pen- Penrith have brought Matt Burton in for Nathan Cleary, uh, and Melbourne have brought Nico Hines in for Pappenhausen. I yeah. think I think Cleary's a bigger loss to Penrith than oh, what I think Pappenhausen so, yeah. to Melbourne. Um, I'm going to go Panthers by Panthers by six. Oh, I'll, I'll say Storm by two. Okay. I, I don't. I don't think there's going to be much in it. No. Um, yeah. Uh, the Friday, six o'clock game. Dragons yes. versus Eagles. Seriously. Why do? How did this not be? How did this? Oh, is this the six o'clock game? I was going to say. Hopefully, yeah. how is this not the prime time slot? You know. <laughs> Uh, Dragons versus Sea Eagles. You know what? Oh, geez. Toss of the coin. It's at uh, Cogra. I'm going to go Dragons in a tight one. I'm going Dragons in a tight one. And the thing that upsets me about this game is that if the Warriors happen to drop the game against the Raiders, then the Dragons are going to be ahead of us on the table. Jeez, oh, imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dra- Dragons by eight, I would say. Dragons by eight, yeah. I think I think the Dragons will win, um, and, and they'll win. Yeah, probably eight to ten, I'd say. Okay. Uh, Rabbitohs Roosters. This would be a good one. A uh, lot of feeling in this yes. game. Always. You know, you've got Latrell, Latrell, who was at the Roosters, went to the Rabbits. You've got Angus Crichton, who was at the Rabbits, who went over to the Roosters. Um, there's that whole book of feuds thing. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Rusty, uh, Rusty will ha- will put on a fine performance during the week, won't he? Yep. <laughs> is reading well. of the book of feuds. <laughs> yep. Ah, geez. This this is actually a tough one to pick. Um, yep. You know what? I'm going to go Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs in the I've tight gone, one. I've gone. I've gone rabbits as well. Yeah. I just think. I just think the Roosters have had two very easy games, 
And the Rabbitohs obviously started off with that tough game against the Storm, which they looked good in that second half. Yeah, and a fairly, fairly tight game last week against the... I, I think well, they might just be a bit more battle-hardened. So, yeah, I'll go, yeah. I'll go Rabbitohs in the tight one. Yeah. Yep, Rabbitohs I'm going Rabbitohs as well. Yeah, I don't, I, again, I don't think it'll be uh, much in it, but uh, Rabbitohs yep. 1-12, I'd say. Um, then you've got us, Raiders, Warriors. I'm yeah, Warriors, Warriors by 30. Broncos. Oh, here's another one. Jeez, what is with these games? One of of these two teams are going to be on two points after this. Uh, I think the Broncos might just have a bit too much for the Bulldogs. It's a home game, and they they are copying it up here. I I I'll go I'll go. I think Broncos will win this by by fairly comfortably. I reckon about twelve. Broncos by twelve. I reckon it'll be Broncos, and I reckon it'll be thirteen plus. Yeah, okay. The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs don't do anything to to encourage me, um, but you know what do I know? Shorts that says a draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um, that'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I, I, I think the Broncos, uh, Bulldogs are to me are probably the the second worst team in the comp at the moment. So yeah. Um, there's, there's, sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. Just sorry, just back on the struggling teams. Uh, my mate Will Evans was saying in his show as well. He can't remember a season where there's been so many struggling teams that have emerged so quickly. Yeah. 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 So it all comes down to their again. It all comes down to their roster. And I think one of the things that is um, showing up some of these teams this year is that if they've got four lazy forwards because of the, the lack of stoppages and they don't want to use their interchanges um, too quickly and too early and unnecessarily, yep. there's tired forwards who are staying out on the field. And if you haven't recruited well in that forward department, that's right. And you've got all these big forwards playing in the game. Liabilities. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So, and I think that's one of the things that's hurting those sides that are struggling at the moment is they've mm. got big forward packs that aren't as mobile. Um, and that, that whole bash and barge type of game is gone. Uh, yep. And in saying that, I know, I know we picked up a couple of big units in, um, in BMM and, uh, AFB. and AFB, but you know, Bunty's just a ball of energy when he comes on, um, you know, Torhu at the back. Uh, so, yeah. So, I think the Warriors have bought really, really well and with all their different body shapes that they've got in their forwards. Nick, uh, Nick, sorry, Nick has just said uh, nil all draw for Broncos and Bulldogs. Wouldn't that be a, a ratings ratings hit? <laughs> the next game the next game is an interesting one. The Eels and the Sharks. The Eels have obviously looked really good in the first two rounds. The Sharks, on the other hand, are one of those teams where I can't quite figure out if they're in that struggling group because I think I we picked them to, to struggle this year. They looked quite good. I mean, they played the Dragons in the first round, had a fa- had a fairly comfortable win, but they came came home with a wet sail. Last week, they were probably unlucky not to get over the Raiders. Um, so for me, yes, this will, this will be an interesting game. I think the Eels will have too much, though. I, I think still, I'm going to go Eels by 14. They, they still haven't beaten a top eight side in the last like year and a bit. 
The so, Sharks, yeah, and they still they they made the finals last year as well. That's unreal. Well, right? they made the finals last year, not beating a top eight side and having a negative um, for and against. So that's, that's um, unbelievable. No, no, that was last year. I understand that. Um, I'm going to pick the Eels as well. I, I just think the Eels overall um, uh, better balanced across the park. Um, the Sharks are missing Sean Johnson in the halves, and the, there seems to be a little bit of turmoil at the Sharks. Um, mm. It always seems now, to be, doesn't it? Andrew Fafita's looking to get out and go to the, the Dragons as well. So, And him not being picked in the in the game, that first game that they played, surprised me because he was one of the better players in that. Um, it's trimmed up as well. The All-Stars, the, yeah, the mm. Indigenous versus the Māori. So uh, John Morris's coaching job is at high risk this year. Yeah, and without going he seems into, to have been under pressure from day dot, hasn't he, John Morris? Going into I mean, details, there's, a, there's a core group of players, or not a core group, there's a group of players at that club that don't have the faith in him to do the job. Okay. And from what I'm hearing, Fafita is one of those players, which is why he's not in the first grade squad. So, um, oh, good night, Ruin Hammond. You going to bed, Jay? We're, we're on late for you, are you, bro? Early start in the morning. No um, worries, Jay. Catch you later, yeah. mate. Good night, bro. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, I'm going to pick the Eels in that one, and I think they'll win convincingly. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Does uh, Do we want to have a special celebrity tipster for the next one? <laughs> He's going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Knights and Tigers. I don't think we need to think too hard about this one. I'm going to go Knights. Jeez, uh, I'm going to go Knights by 20. Yeah, Knights by a massive margin. And, yeah. and when I alluded to um, the Bulldogs being the worst team in the comp, I think the Tigers at the moment uh, – sorry, the second worst. I think the Tigers at the moment are the worst. They're, they're just – Sorry, sorry they're, Carl. <laughs> they're just – yeah, they're just rattled. They're just, uh... they're just absolutely rattled. Um, they do get a couple of guys back this week. They get Zane Musgrove comes back into the side, mm. um, who is a good front rower. And um, Jimmy the Jet comes into the team for uh, the dropped – BJ Leilua, the world's best yeah, center. The world's best center, yeah. But the Tigers have a lot of soul searching to do, and um, a lot. I mean, they're yeah. coming off a lot of disappointing seasons, even more so than us. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think if you asked a, a, a Tiger supporter now, I think they'd take ninth, wouldn't they? Um, every year they complain <laughs> about finishing ninth, but I think they'd take it. <laughs> Interesting, Benji's comments this week when he was asked about the Tigers and he said, I stopped caring about them the second they got rid of me. Yeah. 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 Shots fired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last game, Cowboys versus Titans up at uh, Cowboyville. Yeah, I, I, I think this is going to be a bit tighter than a lot of people think. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to pick the Titans. I'm going to say Titans by eight, but I think it'll be close. I think Toddy will get the Cowboys up and firing. I just don't know if they have enough. They don't think they have enough though to get over yeah. the Titans. No, I think I think the Titans. I think the Titans. The win last week. Um, I think the the loss against us had them shell shocked. Mm. I don't think they expected us to come out the way we did. Uh, and I think last week's win was a great stepping stone for them. And I really think that they'll probably put, you know, thirteen to sixteen points on the Cowboys. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's my prediction. No worries. Yeah. Um, Warriors news. JTB out with a three-week suspension for a crusher tackle. Uh, for those of you that are looking for conspiracy theories, 
he didn't get an extra week than everybody else because he plays for the Warriors. He actually had some carryover points, which is why his suspension was a week more. So he was facing four weeks, but uh, three weeks with an early plea, and mm. the other guys were all facing three weeks and two weeks with an early plea. He took the early plea. He's out for three weeks. And uh, CHT underwent surgery yesterday for his stress fracture in his foot and going to be sidelined for up to 12 weeks. So... Which is a big loss. It's tough for big the kids. Yeah. You know, he's, he's only played, what, 20-something first-grade games? Yeah, 28 first-grade games, I think, yeah. Yeah. Got the pressure of the the of the team all on his shoulders and that. And, um, yeah, uh, he'll bounce back. He's a pretty switched-on kid. Um, he's yeah, got a great attitude. He'll be back, for sure. Competitive, Absolutely. yeah. Um, so where are you going to be watching the game this week, mate? Right, I'll be watching from the lounge room. Uh Trying to keep the kids occupied. <laughs> I just, I'm just one of those people that when I'm watching the game, I can't have like a lot of distractions. I, I, I just, especially watching the Warriors, you know, it's just, and it, when it, when it's a tight game, you're just like, oh, stop talking to me. I can't, I can't focus. <laughs> no, no, I know. So far for me, I'm lucky because um, been watching them in the stands, it's uh, kind of a dip. It's, it's a different feeling. You can't. You, you keep your emotions in check a little bit more. Um, mm. You know, there's no screaming out at the TV and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so I'll be, I'll probably be heading down for the game. Um, bay 73, I think it is, where the Warriors away supporters bay, uh, mm. which is the same bay that they put us in every year. Um, so get on down if you're in the area. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good place to watch footy. Yeah, Fun is. fact. Um, I used to work with the mother of Jaden Clarkson, who's an upcoming Raiders front rower who is also the cousin of Charles Nickel Cookster. All right, I can move on with my life now after telling you this question. Oh, fuck. <laughs> resume, Thanks, as per, re, resume as per normal there, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Um, don't forget the uh, the Warriors Aussie Fan Pass is still available. $35 Aussie membership, uh, membership for the Warriors. Um, get all the, uh, the benefits, the Ten dollars off merchandise through the Warriors store, which yeah, is where you can everyone grab this should, beauty. Which is where everyone should be buying their stuff uh, from uh, directly from the Warriors store. We we need to generate as much income into the yeah, help Warriors out the club as, as much as possible. Right, they're they're the only they're playing. Um, you know, they're in another country. They can't engage their New Zealand sponsors. They can't engage their corporate partners over in New Zealand. They can't sell their memberships. Uh, any other c- club that would have to go through for going that kind of money, um, and you know, ballpark figures being thrown around about three hundred thousand dollars a week mm. uh, is what they're missing out on. Um, you know, they don't get the um, the stuff that's happening at game day uh, at Mount Smart Stadium. So missing out on every so little much. bit of money that, mm. that we can uh, put back into the club via our uh, spending on merchandise, do it through the Warriors official um, Warriors store. Please. Yeah, warriorsstore.co.nz and make sure you get that Aussie fan pass to get you the 10% discount and get all your gear and look the part on game day, put up your game day selfies on Instagram. You'll also get you'll also get the uh, the email every Monday that comes out with the pre uh, the members pre-sale tickets for yep. every game uh, before they go on sale with to the general public on a Tuesday. Um, so you know you get the the best tickets at a, at a discounted price. You get the discounted uh, merchandise um, and you show your support for the team. So um, 
Uh, and if you do go to the games, if you do happen to go to the games, um, follow Warrior Nation on their page, on their Facebook page, Warrior Nation. They're running a, a competition where you can win a signed Warriors jersey simply by sitting in the specified, specified uh, Warrior Nation base uh, at each game, whether it be home or away. So the home games are uh, Central Coast Stadiums are bays six, seven and eight. And then every week, it's obviously a different bay where we're playing away. So this week, it's Bay 73. So if you get your tickets for the game for this week at Canberra, make sure they're for Bay 73. You sit in there. Uh, Richie and the boys take a couple of photos, upload them onto the Facebook page, and you can tag yourself in those photos. And that's how you go into the draw to win a great 2021 signed jersey from the Warriors. That's it. Don't miss out on that. No. No, absolutely. Um. That's about it for us, mate, tonight. That's it, yeah. It's been a great it chat a as weird, always. Yeah. Two nights in a row. Yeah. Backing up, just like after State of Origin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, keep following us on, on all our media platforms. You can go to our link tree uh, at Ruin Hammer, and you can find uh, where we're on um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, we're on four platforms now with uh, podcasts, including Apple and Spotify. So, um, you know, if you can't watch us, you can always um, find us the next morning and uh, listen to us. That's right. If you missed um, any of the shows, you can always go back and check out the back catalogue. And especially yep, if you missed the, the Jimmy Maloney uh, interview uh, chat from last night, make sure you go back and watch that. Yep. Um, but yeah, keep following us on all the social platforms. We we appreciate it. Uh, continue to interact with us. We love that. Um, as we keep saying every week, it's a show by two fans for all the fans. So that's it. Um, yeah, we thank we thank everyone for tuning in, uh, and we will see you all next week. All right, go the boys. Enjoy the game on the Saturday. Go the Warriors. See ya. See ya, mate. Cheers.